be it think yeah. about it focus on it because you'll start to create those opportunities to have it and when someone says to you how would you like to be today or how could i help you i'd like you to help me be happy please welcome rebooters to our fifth podcast of the learning takeover today lou smith speaks to ian pitchford about his course introduction to nlp today i am welcoming ian pitchford to our conversation to talk about and get stuck into the subject of neuro-linguistic programming. People who are interested in this subject might refer to it as NLP. And our course here at INEO Life is all about an introduction to NLP. So introducing people to the subject and broadening their knowledge about what they think it is and comparing it to what it actually is, doing a bit of myth busting and getting down into the detail. And we do that over 10 hours of learning, broken up into four different modules. And the leader of that process is Ian. So Ian, welcome. And if you would like to just say a few words about yourself and anything that springs to mind over the subject well um thank you very much indeed lou so yeah i'm ian pitchford i'm an accredited master trainer of of nlp neurolinguistics so i've been in and around it for for quite a long time now actually almost as long as um almost as long as you have lou and i like what you said there about the myth busting piece um, there are times where I am incredibly proud to be able to tell you that I'm an NLPer in the work that I do with the NHS and organisations and, and supporting people. And then there are some times where I cringe a little bit when you see the awful way in which people grab the odd idea and try and somehow use it in a, in a really crass marketing or, uh, you know, way that just doesn't really feel very 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 authentic so myth busting is definitely part of the order of the day yeah I think um I I wanted to mention that because I know for anyone who's (coughs) passionate about its use and let's be really clear right up front it's a part of a toolkit for all of us isn't it and we'll go into that in in some detail as we get deeper into the conversation But I think for all of us who use it as part of a toolkit, it's critical. If we use it ethically and authentically, it's really important to us to mention, for anyone who's listening, to understand that um, it comes with some interesting connotations. We don't always enjoy the labelling that can go with it because it's there's a little bit of the unknown about it, I think, is what maybe makes people a bit nervous or intrigued or curious so let's have a chat about that yeah well I mean so 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 for me I I and these may be quite grand concepts actually so you can metaphorically kick me under the table if 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 I'm if I'm going off piece but it's about the why the what and the how And, and actually if you're really clear about why you're using it and NLP is about, it's always a do with and not a do to. So actually, it's a, it's a permission-based piece. And actually, there's some great things in it. So it's a little bit like when you're really fit 
and you, you know, then suddenly everything from going upstairs to going to the gym to carrying the shopping always feels a little bit, a little bit lighter and a little bit effortless. And so at times NLP is, is a little bit like being fit with your thinking or your relationship with yourself. So it allows you to be able to, to, to just explore it. Actually, how do you talk to yourself? How do you manage your emotional state? And all of that stuff is really powerful. And that's why I, I use it, because it gives people access to those ideas to be able to, to make life start to happen for them and have some mastery over how they show up in the world rather than necessarily to sit and be a victim to it. You know, what does that look like? Well, that looks like some, some tools and techniques. And the, how do we go about that? Well, actually, there are some processes and, and sometimes it's the unethical side that get wrapped up in doing the process because they go, here's something I can do. And they try and imply there's some kind of smoke and mirrors around it. Where actually that's not necessarily what, what NLP is about. NLP is about this idea, this notion, this entity that allows you to be able to explore and establish a much healthier relationship with yourself in order to be able to show up as the more authentic you, to connect with the you that makes your heart sing, and just at times to, to be the best version of yourself. Whereas if we get wrapped up in you know, the processes and people trying to do that, then it's quite easy then for some people to try and do it as a do-to rather than a, a do-with. And that's a bit cringy. You know, it's like someone learning about rapport and now meeting you in a coffee shop and going, well, if you're in rapport, then you're drinking, you're taking slurps of coffee at the same time I am. And they're now deliberately doing it. And it looks like something from an awful, awful comedy sketch show because they're trying to do it to you rather than just allowing those moments where you are in a space with someone and you're connecting with a set of ideas and you're at ease in that space and some stuff just happens. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the the motivation for myself behind this conversation is so whoever is listening, whoever is considering expanding their awareness around this subject, they can they can do that lightly and with an, an idea of fun um, to explore the subject and take some real insights that will help them on a, you know, and we'll talk about this because this is where you and I first got deeper into the subject, where they can go on a voyage of discovery that is all about self. So what resources you have or what extra resources you have to work with yourself. Then as time goes by, can they help other people to explore themselves using some of the frameworks and tools that it'll that it'll offer them so that's my motivation for this conversation that people feel a bit easier around it and maybe a bit more curious and excited to explore it so yeah thank you thank you for doing that Um, And and it only sorry Luke and it only just takes sometimes one belief change yeah you know one belief change when you actually genuinely believe that you can't do something or you can't have this, or you can't be this way in the world, that apostrophe T stops you dead in your tracks, and it's static, and it's there. You know, whereas actually, when you then suddenly start to realise that I can't do this yet, and the next thing is suddenly it's a plausible idea for you, and suddenly you go, well, maybe I can, but it requires this. And in the same way that, you know, we probably all used to think that Father Christmas existed, and now as we get a little bit older, 
we we start to look a little bit like Father Christmas, but that's just me. We evolve our thinking around how we show up in the world. And actually NLP is just a powerful way because it's got this idea in it that you can evolve the way that you think and feel about yourself. And suddenly when you start to recognize that maybe actually I can do that, then there's a lot of potential in how you now show up and who you can be and what you can achieve. And that is just an exciting energy to be around. And when people connect with that idea, the difference they then end up making in their lives, which is also sometimes the thing that is put off a little bit, because obviously there are people like me who are probably, and you to a certain extent, who, who are probably quite a little bit evangelical about the power of it, which then, and, and we have a, a scepticism sometimes about anything that anyone's evangelical about, because we, we, we kind of now want to keep those people at arm's length. But it, it's just a cool thing to be able to take charge of how you think and feel about how you want to show up in the world. For sure. And talking about the world, big issues, big issues in the world, big ideas, big concepts, big challenges that this last year, two years has presented us all with. So we are all responding differently. We're trying to work out what's the new way, what what does this mean? So we're interacting with each other in a hugely different way to what we were two years ago. The frequency of using technology has increased. There are more um, layers battle through, if you like, or, or have to build rapport through. We've got more in the mix all of a sudden. And given that NLP is a, a comms tool, a communications tool, what are the things that you come across in the world today that means that this bit of kit is pretty damn useful? It allows you to take a step back and to look at what's important. You and I both know that if, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And most people sort of snigger a little bit when you say that because that phrase <laughs> gets thrown around loads. So when, when everyone then committed to using technology to communicate, they were trying to maintain and just use this medium in the way that they, they did before. You know, so you see people doing all sorts of things like being sat incredibly close to their screen because they're on a laptop. And, you know, I've probably seen more nasal hair in the last 12 months than I ever wish to see ever in the rest of the rest of my life. But actually what NLP does is because it is, you know, there's a phrase that gets used in its definition about the study of subjective experience. Um, and let's put that into a really practical term is we start to not get hung up about what we do. We start to actually notice what works and what doesn't work, what delivers an outcome, a positive, impactful outcome, and what doesn't. And because those ideas are fundamental to NLP, and when you employ that, so actually there's some things that, that if people could see you and I right now, then they probably notice something that's quite unique that we're both doing on, on the screen that actually you don't necessarily see in the routine Teams meeting. You know, both of us are sat quite a long way back from the screen in order for us to be able to actually have a conversation. So you can see the animation in our physiology and, and so on and so forth, because there's so much of, of what you're looking for in that communication process is, is to build an empathetic connection, a live connection with another person. When we do that, it's really important that we get a sense of connection to how someone else is feeling. And, and if my nose is about three centimetres away from my webcam and mainly looking up, so you get to see all of my nasal hair and my double chins, it's a little bit harder for you to build an empathetic connection with me. Whereas 
you know, actually, I can compare and contrast some interactions that I've had that have worked really well and been really meaningful with those that haven't and notice what the trends are. And actually, yeah. what do I play with? And, and actually, NLP is about that. Is it about what I do? Or is it about the outcome that I achieve at, with integrity? So it's not outcome at all costs, but with integrity and authenticity and connected to who I am. And so it allows me just to start to notice and to notice what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Because in this conversation right now, there's an element of, because uh, I'm an nlp actually, I'm here for you. But also because you're an NLP, you're here for me. Whereas in lots of traditional meetings that we will have both been to online is people are there for themselves. And, and that it, it just and it's not that they it's just that they've not necessarily they don't know what we know. So linking that then. So what are we saying? So the big picture challenges in the world around us today from a communication perspective is we think something needs to be a certain way. So, what, for example, when I'm online with my boss later on this afternoon, I'm going to get really close to the screen and going to be really present, really in the conversation. And then if you, you, you lay the NLP learning on top of that, what we're saying there is actually you might need to sit back a little bit, relax a little bit and look at the whole scenario around what's going on and then start doing some reading and thinking around a given situation that's what I'm hearing Ian um is that useful do you think for a listener I I think it is you said something really powerful there and and what NLP does is so the essence the thing that's really important would be for me to be present yeah with my boss and of course if I've only got one mechanism of doing that and I think this is how I do it I'll keep doing that. Whereas actually what NLP does is say, actually, think about this idea of being present. Yeah. And think about how do I now do that best? And actually, I may have done it one particular way in the past, you know, but actually, does that actually give me the result I want? And is there other ways of doing it and other ways of achieving it? Because I'm not focused on what I do. I'm focused on what I want to achieve. So actually, NLP gives you the ability to take a step back and go, is there another way of achieving this outcome or even a greater outcome? So actually, and sometimes that feels a bit counterintuitive. So to be really present with you now, it's really important that I see you and actually get to understand how you're feeling, how you're sitting. And I pick up on all those cues because of, of, of seeing your physiology. Yeah. And I guess, if, you know, for people listening now to our words and, and the choice of words that you would have used there, you used a very sensory set of language to explain what we're talking about. And for me, that takes me back to when I, when you and I first went on our uh, NLP practitioner program together which I don't even know how long ago that is actually it was a long time 12 years 12 years ago so there you go a lot of water under a lot of bridges since then but the the thing that really stood out for me in going on that program and you know when you end up in these situations you think well I don't really know why I'm on this program or what I'm learning but hey it's really intriguing and I'm here now, so I'll just get on with it. It was very much one of those situations. But the thing that stood out for me the whole time and still stands out 12 years later is it's a sensory experience. 
it's going right back to human instincts, human basics, in that we are sensory creatures. So for me, it's about what can we do with our senses to make us have a better relationship? What about you? So I agree with all of that. I think about it in a slightly different way. I think about whole self. Mm-hmm. And, and when I think about whole self and the ability to be able to have an impactful conversation, whether you're a coach, whether you're a leader, whether you're a line manager, whether you're a parent, you know, volunteer, rugby coach or a scout leader is, is you want to be able to communicate with the whole self. So actually, we are sensory beasts. We're human beings. So hence, we're sensory beasts. And yes, we do have an element of logic, you know around us and we've got that relationship between those between those two things between the thinkers and the feelers and the lookers and the listeners and all of that stuff so actually with just a little bit of education a little bit of training why not why not communicate to all of you because actually what it does is if I communicate to all of you it lets you know that I actually am truly wanting to be able to communicate to all of you and actually it, it also lets you know that I'm genuinely paying attention and I'm curious about how you do the world just to add that sensory element to how we communicate you know it it costs nothing but the impact to an audience to an individual is just it's just huge I I think it's you know I'm speaking from experience but for me it's huge eye-opener huge you know if you're looking to expand your awareness then you know what, you're going to do it with bells and whistles on by having this in your toolkit. I think for anyone who is a parent, I think it's a pretty child-friendly bit of kit to have around, actually. It's a great way of looking at those relationships you got with your kids. So mm. that's what it does for me. I mean, it's funny, if I ask people, as I do regularly, how do you, how did you learn how to communicate? And and they look at you and, you know, well, you just do, don't you? And, and you get a variety of answers. And actually, what we know is that most people, um, when they communicate, when they when they share information, then very often they do they do one of two things. They they do the best of what they like, mm-hmm. of what their strengths are. So they they mirror back out into the world what they like to receive, or they do what they've had the most feedback around. So actually, you know, certainly in a corporate environment, very often someone have had a boss that's influential and gone, you know, this is what I like to see. This is what I like to see. This is what I like to see. So they communicate in in that style. And of course, very often, um, because we're all unique human beings, you know, whilst we have similar ideas and our ideas overlap at times, you know, even even sets of twins think about the world world differently. So it means that that as we communicate, you are a pretty unique human being. So the only person that's ever really going to communicate the way that you do potentially is you. So if I only do what I like to receive, I'm never in my own audience. So if I truly, truly, truly want to be able to communicate with lots of different people to have a great impact, you know, from three-year-olds to 103-year-olds, Actually, I need to step, take a step out and recognise that I, I can always do what I do best because you've got that smashed and, and add other layers to it and other richness, other dimensions, because now it, it adds to the depth of, of how I can share what I need to with my audience. You know, yeah. so if you're a leader of an organisation and you want to make that step change from being, I don't know, head of the accounts department to being the chief exec, 
And suddenly, you know, you're going to be communicating with people who've, who've had a different style and education process around what their preferences are. So to be able to start to educate yourself, to, 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 to bolt different dimensions onto the way that you share information in the spoken word, the written word, you know, you know the emotional word, it, it's, just, yeah. it's just a gift that keeps on giving. And I, I think people sometimes look at the subject and think, well, that's about communication i.e speaking dialogue or maybe even presenting they don't necessarily consider it as something that they could use to help them write or approach a document with but for me i, I if i'm writing documents i would use it um, as almost like a reviewing tool okay so what am i saying there am i including this this and this because i know it will reach more people so it's a real practical elements to it as well with practicality in mind let's talk about the program itself now okay because again it's it's not traditionally delivered at the moment because we're we're adjusting our strategies to deal with the world around us so typically you know I've mentioned sensory experience but blimey we're not even getting in classrooms anymore so in its current format, in its INEO format at the moment, and the other work that you do, Ian, we are using a virtual approach. So we've carved up this introductory experience into, it's 10 hours long, four chunks of two and a half hours, peppered with lots of immersive coaching in between for people who want to kind of deepen forward expand or maybe even take that one-to-one private time to think out loud um where, where they're more comfortable on their own with you doing the one-to-one than they might be in a group the groups are pretty small lots of opportunity to to mix and match who you work with so that's its format we use zoom breakout rooms and that sort of stuff so That's the format. And in delivering that format, as somebody who is very experienced at delivering, what are you noticing? I'm noticing if you use NLP, if you practice what you preach and strip it back to first principles, then there's no difference. There's literally no difference. If we think about the components that make up a really immersive learning environment, there is the element of knowledge sharing. There is the element of of, of confidence building around the knowledge that you've shared. And, and then sometimes people link this to confidence. I, I kind of think of it personally as a separate thing. And it's about the ability then to experiment in your own life with what you know. So actually, if we put people in a, sometimes in a classroom, do we share knowledge effectively? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Is it, is it always efficient? Do we give people, if done well in a classroom environment, then do we give people the confidence to be able to play with what they know? Certainly in an NLP environment, that's really high on our agenda and really important. And the ability then to be able to experiment to take it in their own life. So actually by taking it online, by using the small breakout rooms and also by giving people the immersive coaching and actually giving them, you know, and, and I'm conscious that oh, I use this word because some people have a little bit of an abreaction to this word, but a little bit of homework. And what I mean is, 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 is just some stuff to play with in their life is that, that we have the ability to recreate all of the key components to an incredibly powerful 
learning and development, you know, immersive learning and development environment. But rather than just throwing it all into a bucket, mixing it round and hoping that we get it right, which is what some people do in a classroom, is that we're just quite specific now about which bit occurs when. And so it means that, that actually we've got the ability to, to deliver it in a really powerful way. Yeah. Now, now I'm mindful that, that not everybody who's committed to going online always has that level of success but I don't think they put as much energy and effort into thinking about how to create a really powerful learning and development environment as as probably you and I have Lou and over the last 12 months we've had some interesting conversations you know yeah. with, with it with a sidekick of ours as well you know about how to do that yeah and for me the the thing that I'm noticing um that we've you know we've we've worked to get swept away is that initial, you know, the first hour of each programme, there's lots of time where the pressure is off completely and people are authentically allowed to show up, talk about whatever's at the surface for them, flush that away a little bit, and then maybe take a bit of a, a benchmark on their own experiences and their own learning to date. For example, some people have have had a learning experience with NLP before they turn up and they're already thinking, well, I know a little bit. I wonder if I'm going to learn any more and build on that. Or there could be people who go, I've heard about that subject, but I know nothing about it and I'm just going to turn up and see what happens. We've got a real sliding scale there. I think we've gotten really clever. And I say that without ego. I'm excited to say that. I think we've gotten clever at working out where do we need to go with this after the first hour? And there's not a single course that's the same. Can I, is it okay to give you a because, I think? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that, the, uh, and this, this, this may sound a bit big-headed, it's not meant to be. It's just an observation because it's not just me. It, it, it's with all the people that are involved in, in the creation of these rich programmes is unlike lots of other lots of other trainers that or training organisations. Sometimes the, the the delivery is only one step ahead of the learner. And actually, in all of in all of this, then everybody involved has the ability to be able to create that immersive experience, has that depth and that richness around their knowledge. So, however a learner, you know, however a learner shows up, you know, and, and I, I, it's always funny saying learner. These amazing people that we get to spend time with show up with whatever they know. You've got the ability to be able to take their knowledge to the next level. I totally agree, and I think for me, the question that I'm asking everyone throughout these discussions is, you know, because we are this type of organisation. Whenever someone else is learning, we're learning. With that in mind, what have you learned, Ian, about you in delivering this programme specifically? I've learned to have less attention to detail. Now, now for some people, they're going, well, you know, I, I, I know there's a collection of people that I know that I work with that, that if I was to say that to, they'd be like, what do you mean? In a classroom environment, I put a lot of energy and a lot of effort in to, to, to attention to, to attention to detail. And actually in, in this environment, I don't have to put as much attention to detail in, but actually you, you've created a different relationship with the learner. And, it, and it, sometimes because they're in their own home, very often, it's a much more symbiotic relationship early on. So actually it just means that it, it's way easier to be able to go with the flow of their experience. Yeah. Whereas in a classroom environment, um, 
quite often, then people arrive, no matter how old you are, with, with little flashbacks to school. So actually they're waiting for the teacher to take charge. So you've, you've got to spend a little bit longer time actually before you're in that place where it's a symbiotic experience. So I put a lot of attention to detail and upfront to, to create that, that relationship of a do with and not a do to. So we're on this journey together. Whereas actually because people are at ease, because they're in their own home, because they've watched a lovely video from you, getting them to think about how, whether they're going to be disturbed during the session or not, they actually arrive in a place that we can just go on the journey quicker. Yeah. So it means that, that I can be, uh, I've learned that actually, I have a little less attention to detail up uh, up front in creating that moment that we're together. I can relate to that. I, I am a bit of a detail uh, freak is really? the best description, a little bit green. Um, but actually, there are so many different elements to the virtual delivery that actually you can't always, you have to let something go because the people are the priority. So yeah, that's my learning. That's my learning from it. Okay, so that's we've done big picture, the reasons why, what's going on in the world, how do we how do we use this stuff to enable our world to be a better place? We've looked at the style and the delivery and the shape of the program and how it reaches people. And we've looked at some of the valuable things that you and I pick up and learn along the way. Let's talk about the content briefly and just some examples of or a piece of content, actually, something that's really useful, user friendly and simplistic that that somebody could expect to explore if they come along and join us. What's at the top of your mind there? Toward base language. Oh, go on. And, and that sounds like a grand title. But how often do you say to someone, what would you like? What do you want? And they go, I don't want to be grumpy. And so their whole focus now, you know, it's like turning around and saying to, uh, you know, saying to one of my kids, don't run. So they now walk that fast. They're going faster than they were running, you know, and do those things. It's like when you say to someone, you know, don't look down or, you know, or don't cry, you know, actually, if I mean dry your eyes and give us a smile. So toward based language is about focusing on what you want. It's amazing how many people will tell you that they want to lose weight. And all they end up focusing on is, is what they don't want. You know, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, you may have seen other people do it, but I am sure that you wouldn't drive backwards using the rear view mirror to travel along the M27 or the M3. Yeah. You know, if you end up having to walk backwards upstairs, then you'll end up falling over. Mm-hmm. So very often what we end up doing is is going into our own future, focusing on nothing that other than our past. So if you bring all that down to a micro level, if you sit there going, oh, I don't want to feel this grumpy. And the first question to ask yourself is, what do you want to feel instead? And if it's happy or if it's calm or if it's peaceful, then focus on that. And actually, because that's the thing you go looking for now, you're more likely to achieve it. Toward base language, and especially when we refer it to, to self, because we are essentially what we talk about. We become those things. And so it's really hard to have someone help us be not something. And when I don't want to be something, 
I have to think about the thing that I don't want to be. And very often I've thought about it three or four times in order not to do it. Whereas actually, let's just cut to the chase. If you want to be calm right now, if you want to be jolly, if you want to be happy, if you want to be successful, it won't happen maybe in the next moment or the one after that. But you've got to focus on what you want. So as you talk to yourself about that, and we do a whole host of, of different exercises just to play with that idea, to bring it to life for people. But whatever you want to be right now, be it. Think yeah. about it. Focus on it. Because you'll start to create those opportunities to have it. And when someone says to you, how would you like to be today? Or how could I help you? I'd like you to help me be happy, please. Which is very different to going... I don't really want you to be help me, you know, I don't really want to be grumpy. Can you help with that? And they're just and you see the colour drain out of people's faces and they're going, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can do that. Or or do I want to help? Because am I going to get my head bitten off? Yeah. Whereas toward base language. So focus on it. About, we're talking about a bit of re re-engineering of our of our thinking there, which is sometimes easier said than done. But that's the power of the tuition, the facilitation and the group at work making <coughs> fun, making fun of the mistakes that we all make, having a bit of banter around it and just letting ourselves off the hook and saying it's okay to say silly things to ourselves that limit us, but gradually over time, how can we make the shift? So yeah. I want to be happy. I want to be happy moving into I am happy versus I don't want to be grumpy. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's like when you run into a sweet shop, remember when you did that as a kid, you go, you don't stand there and go when the, when the, when the, when the person says to you, what would you like? You go, well, I don't want those and 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 I don't want that and I don't want that. And they're looking at you going, well, what, 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 so, so what do you want? Oh, what do you want? So yeah, I think that's, that's really cool for people listening, you know, even if we're just in pursuit of something that we want, which is further away in our thinking, it's far away in our thinking, we can bring that closer with, with some of the fun that we have on this programme, is my thinking, anyway. Um, and it is a laugh. Yeah, it is. It is. I laugh. It is. It is ten hours of absolute. It is fun. It is really funny. And I think again, we won't go into this in in much detail. We'll keep it brief. But I think, you know, some of the bigger bigger picture inroads definitely, in my experience, working with the subject and asking people such as yourself and our wider team of coaches uh, to tweak, help me look inside and dig a bit deeper in my journey of self-exploration, which will probably never stop. There is a real opportunity with this subject to, to get deep, flush out the old plumbing, get clean it up, give it a bit of a, uh, a blitz. Any thoughts on that? There are things that we, that we believe about ourselves that are so true we don't even notice them. You know, a little bit like the air that you're breathing right now. It's just you don't pay attention to it. It's just fundamentally there, and it and it's a it's a part of it. But you would know if it's not. And and sometimes there are some ideas that we have about ourselves that just are there. And and actually, what we can do if we do decide to go a little bit deep with this is just to make ourselves aware a little bit, like you know, 
the fish doesn't know it's a fish until it's out of water you know and then we use that phrase don't we i feel a bit like a fish out of water and it's not that that's uncomfortable but suddenly we just become aware of some of the things that we've kind of just taken for granted that we are that that might not be as true as we'd like that like them to be and so it just gives us the ability to sometimes raise our awareness about what we hold to be true about ourselves and can we change that and can we have a different relationship with that idea we could probably sit here and talk about this and our experiences around it and the stories for hours and hours and hours i'm aware though that you have work and a day uh, to get on with and so i'm going to bring the conversation to a close before i do that is there anything that you could leave the listener with that is your top tip for encouraging somebody to just come and explore it as a subject look through the door and see what's inside what's a top tip from yourself be curious and and very often the older we get the more set we get in our ways so just inject sometimes um, almost the enthusiasm and the curiosity of you when you were younger than you are right now and bring that sense of playful curiosity to the world and do you know what adventure is literally just around the corner um or just inside or just outside but just to be playfully curious yeah brilliant thank you ian so there we go there we are going to wrap up and i'm going to say a great big thank you to you for your time energy insight into this subject it's a huge subject it's an exciting subject and it's a no-brainer bit of the toolkit for me if that's my tip for anyone if you want to expand your toolkit come and do the learning because you're going to get loads from it and you'll apply it to absolutely every area of your life and be more self-aware as a result so yeah thanks ian um And I shall look forward to seeing you on the next programme, which is coming up very soon. Take care. Rebooters. If you want to find out more about Introduction to NLP, you can contact Ian via Slack or contact one of our Reboot team and they will help you get in touch with Ian. On our next podcast, we will be hearing from Ian for a second time, this time about his course, Creating Personal Impact.